Today, we're going to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit, because it's the day of Pentecost. Everybody say, power of the Holy Spirit. Power of the Holy Spirit. The day of Pente, Pente means five, and uh, 50 days after Passover, there was this Passover feast. They would come and have a feast celebration. That's when Jesus died. And so we have Easter wrapped around that same time. But 50 days after that is Pentecost. And it was another time when the Jewish people came back into town, into Jerusalem. And it was significant in that they brought the first fruits of their offering. And it was from the wheat harvest. And it was a wave offering before God. I think it's really amazing that God picks the day of Pentecost to release His Spirit to saturate and to begin to jumpstart the, the growth in the body of Christ. That day, there was 120 people praying and then 300 people, who, you know, because there was people from all over who would come. Hey, I never put on my coat. Should I put on my coat? Or do I look okay? Do I look okay? Forget the coat? Okay. All right. So... We celebrate uh, Pentecost Sunday because it's when the Holy Spirit was poured out. And so today, we want to invite the Lord. Now, there, I'm glad that the Lord kind of orchestrated in my heart to, to pray about that, that oil of joy. But um, to, to release, when He puts something in our heart to be a spiritual blessing, I really want to be very, very sensitive to that. Don't, don't you? Because the Holy Spirit, when He makes something alive... We don't want to run by that. This is not a dead house. This is not a dead religion place. This is a kingdom of God place. The kingdom of God is different. The kingdom of God is where Jesus shows up doing what Jesus loves to do, which is to touch people's lives in very beneficial ways. That's what we're going to talk about. And he didn't do any of it without the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts 10 verse 38 Peter was talking about this and he said look he says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with and everybody said power with power and he went about doing good and I love this and healing everybody say healing what were they being healed of oppression of the devil healing all who were oppressed by the devil whoo now, see, he's so sneaky, and he, he gets around so much, most people think, I just need another pill. I need another this. I need another that. One if it's just the Lord says, how about let me cast something out, and it'll go. How about let me deal with it, right? How about let me take the thing out of your life? And uh, the Lord showed me something this morning. I'll get to it. Man, it just blew my mind. Uh, so, the, so God was with him. So every victory over Tim, after the victory, you know, Jesus, remember, okay, Jesus, John the Baptist is preaching. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But he's preaching and he sees Jesus coming. He says, look, there's the, the Son of God who takes away the sins of the world. He, anyway, Jesus comes up and he's baptized in water. He's baptized in water and then the Holy Spirit comes like a dove, not a dove, like, like comes the sins on him. And then after that, Jesus goes out into the wilderness for a time of temptation. The Holy Spirit drives him into the wilderness. He goes to a 40-day fast and he comes back. Luke 4.14 Luke 4.14 says, and Jesus returned in the power 
of the Holy Spirit. And report about him went through all the surrounding area. The power was there. The power was there. And I have noticed something over my lifetime that when I go through a rather excruciating trial, and typically when you go through trials, something is stripped from you that you no longer need if you let the Holy Spirit do the job. And when you come out the other side, there's more power, less effort on your part, more power available. It's amazing. It's amazing. I'm noticing that I don't do, I, I can see the Holy Spirit working a whole lot more and I'm not like working it up. I'm just sitting back and partnering. Isn't he wonderful? Oh my God. Look, look at this. So here's, here's the kind of thing you'd see. The next verse, Luke 4.36. And they were all amazed and said to one another, what is this word? For with authority, and everybody say power, power, he commands the unclean spirits and they come out. Nobody had ever done that. Nobody had ever done that. Nobody had ever just, you know, come up and, in fact, Jesus did more healing and deliverance than he did teaching. And that's something. The power of the Spirit was with him. Luke 5, 17. One of those days, as he was teaching, Pharisees, teachers of the law, were sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And I just love this beautiful statement. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. Now here's what I want to tell you among many things today. Jesus emptied himself of the privilege of being God and took on human form. Therefore, everything that manifested by God's power through his life was a model for us to follow. It, he didn't do it because he was God. He did it because he gave up that. Now, he was sinless, so the Holy Spirit could come without measure. But he also told the disciples, you're going to do greater things than these. And the idea behind this message, one of my secret agendas, is that faith in his love for you and his power to touch your life would increase and the hopelessness that has held you back would crack apart. And you would begin reaching to Jesus and receiving the things that he has for you because his power is available. Amen? Luke six twenty nine, And all the crowd sought to touch him. Look at this. For power came out from him and healed them all. That's some power, isn't it? And there are some men of God I've seen where they have a, just, they're, they're, they're walking in that. There's this, this, it's not all the time. They don't walk that every way. But there's these moments where this extra endowment of power comes and rests upon somebody and begins to issue forth as people reach, right? I know this already, that if somebody, I've used, when I would do the worship conferences and I get toward the end, you know, I said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Because people tell me, you got to pray for people. I said, okay, okay. And then, uh, but, but I found out that some people would come up and they were like run out of the kitchen and just want me to 
to pray, and I'm, you know, there's no faith or something. They just said, listen, if you don't have an expectation, everybody say expectation. If you don't have a specific expectation for God to do something, I said, all you're going to do is get a little oil on your forehead. That's it. You'll glisten right there, and nothing's going to happen. So I would tell people, look, you can have a specific request and come up and ask me, or you can have a specific request and don't tell me. Don't even tell me. Just come up expecting. And they would come up and stuff just come out of me. Because why? They were drawing it out just like this. It says, they, it says power came out from him and healed them all. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is available through the believer. If, somebody, if you're like really, really sold out to Jesus in your workplace and people know it, they can come up to you and go, you know, I just really need it. Things will start happening through your life because they have, the, hey, the world needs a lot of help. The world needs a lot of help. So anyway, listen, ninth, uh, Luke 9 one and two, and he called the twelve. Everybody say the twelve. The twelve together, and they gave them. He gave them power. So there's that word again, and authority. This, uh, by the way, authority. I just kind of think of a, a policeman. But a policeman has authority because he has a badge, but he has power because he's got a gun. <laughs> so there's a different thing. There's a different thing. There's a position, but then there's the power. Okay. Uh, and so they gave them a power and authority over all demons to cure diseases, and they sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal, and they did. And then the next uh, chapter says, Luke 10, verse 1, after this the Lord appointed 72. Everybody say 72. 72 others. So, and they went uh, on ahead of him two by two into every town and place where he began to go himself. So anyway, they come back. So that's verse 1. and verse 9, it says, uh, Luke 10, verse 9, it says, Heal the sick, he said, uh, heal the sick in it, and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. And then Luke 10, verse 17 through 20, it says, The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Isn't that beautiful? And he said to them, I almost see Jesus, because later it says he rejoices. I could just see him going, this is so wonderful. He says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. He says, behold, I give you the authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. And I want to tell you, there's a real wisdom in this statement. Don't rejoice that the spirits are subject to you. Rejoice in this. That your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. That who you belong to is the most important thing. And I can tell you stories all day long about how the adversary wants you to get focused on him and when you get into doing the work of the ministry you don't want to be focused on the devil you'll always want to be focused on Jesus because Jesus has overcome all the works of the devil you haven't he has and walking with him he keeps you together he keeps me together I need him <laughs> nevertheless do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you but rejoice, your names are written in, the, in heaven. 
And then, so I want to say this, in, in the, the earthly ministry of Jesus, he shared his anointing. He, he says, I'm going to put what I have on me as I'm walking here on the earth. I'm going to release it, and you're, I'm going to kind of deputize you and invest the power in you, and you're going to go and do those things under my jurisdiction in the spirit realm. Okay, so you're under his, he, they were under him, and they did the healing and deliverance to those in need. Now, I want to interject something very valuable here regarding the ministry of Jesus Christ baptizing us in, with the Holy Spirit and with fire and also this idea of putting the axe to the root. John the Baptist was baptizing people in water and he was proclaiming these words, repent for the Spirit of God, for the kingdom of God is at hand. The word repent is a gift from God. Everybody say repent. This is what it went to say about the word repent. To change one's mind for better. To heartily amend with the abhorrence, abhorrence of one's past sins. This is a greater definition of the word repent from Paul's writing. He's in 2 Corinthians 7 verse 10. It says, for godly grief produces repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. The idea here is you're not sad that you got caught. You're weeping inside because you want things to be right with God. You're just sick and tired of the failure, and the Holy Spirit gives you this gift of repentance, and it goes deep inside, and you wrestle with things, and you come out the other side, and there's clarity of heart, and clarity of mind, and there's repentance. People can try to change their behaviors without ever dealing with the root pain buried deep in their hearts. People can try and try and try and try. I keep trying, but keep trying. But there's something back here that's got a root hanging on to them. The biblical repentance is a gift that's granted by God, and it comes with this power, and this power to change the internal negative beliefs. How many of you know there's negative beliefs that hold you in captivity? And the power comes and goes down and cuts it at the roots. The power of God comes and you're like, you always believe this negative stuff about yourself. And there's a, this root is always there. This roots always produce fruits. You got these negative things. And it's bad thinking, bad thinking. Bad, and the Spirit of God says, the power of God comes. And you suddenly, it cuts the root. And what held you there? It's no longer holding you there. And your mind can come and really meditate on the Word of God and understand what Jesus' purpose for you is, and you get free. So John the Baptist, when he came into town, and he saw these Pharisees and Sadducees coming, watching him baptize people, he says to them, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able to make these stones to raise up children to Abraham. So he's preaching, John the Baptist is preaching, and he says, even now, the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. 
And his very next thought is this. Watch this. I baptize you with water for repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I am. Whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. That's the power. He's saying, Jesus, this is what I put together. I was looking at this. See, Jesus, okay, Jesus, tell you what, I don't jump in there because it'll goof me up. Therefore, after Jesus died on the cross, he dies on the cross, he's buried. He rises from the dead. Then he, when he dies from the dead, he spends 40 days with his disciples. Over 500 people meet with Jesus. Could you imagine being in that crowd? Jesus in his resurrected body. 500 people witness the reality. Then before his, he ascends to heaven, Luke 24, 49, and behold, I'm sending, this is his instructions. Look at this beautiful, this most beautiful stuff. Look at him. He says, I, behold, I'm sending, everybody say the promise of my father. The promise of my. Jesus is leaving. And he's going, you know, the most important thing. The most important thing. You know, all the stuff we did together. I'll be gone, but you'll be able to do it without me. Now, let me just say this. Jesus is not in the room. But I get to watch the Holy Spirit do things because of this. The promise of the Father. And I think it's the most precious words because it was always Father God. Jesus only came to represent the heart of a father who loves you. And most hearts in here need the dad in heaven to love them. That's the big deal. Jesus came to show the love of the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And the power was always from Father God through the Holy Spirit in Jesus' ministry. Always. Somebody's having a change going on inside of you right now. Respond to the love of God in your heart. And He's releasing power inside of you. He said, you guys, I don't want you to go anywhere after this 40 days He's with them. There's just 10 more days. 10 more days. He says, you guys go get in the upper room and pray and hang out because stay in the city until you are, get it? Clothed. Clothed with power from on high. Clothed with power. Do what Heather's doing. Just go ahead and lift your hands. Just clothed with power. Let, let the ooh, Spirit of God not just feel-goods, impartation, endowment, power, power, power. The Bible says, put on the garment of praise, and the spirit of heaviness leaves you. Power, endued, clothed with power. We're going to talk about the word power in a minute, what it means, but power from on high. This is what God does. He says, I'm going to put my super on your natural. That's what it is. He's going to put his super on your natural. And you're going to do the things that Jesus did. Think the thoughts that Jesus thought. Function the way Jesus functioned, both in character and ability. Where you act like him and you do like him. 
And I'm asking God every single day, every single day, I said, Father, help me show the love of the Father to somebody today. Help me show the love of the Father to somebody today. Help me show the love of the Father to somebody today. And little thoughts come into my mind, or through the day, things will happen. Jesus is now giving us the same power to do what he did after he ascended to heaven. And this is what it will do for us. We'll get into this. Two things. Number one, this is what the Holy Spirit will do. Boy, this is the first one. This is so good. To live in precious intimacy with Father God. To live like Jesus did, that communing in your heart. To live in precious intimacy with Father God. Number two, to deal with the root issues and the free captives. In other words, it's written by John in 1 John, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Intimacy, destruction of the roots and the demon controls, and intimacy, I was praying for someone recently. This is where that prompting. I was praying for someone recently, and there was an agony and a sadness, and I saw a picture. I'm not kidding. I saw a picture of, a, of, a, of a, like a shelf in heaven, and Jesus reached over and took a special bottle and poured it. And he said, that's the oil of joy. And when the joy came in, the intimacy of the love, which is what it is, and suddenly the Sadness discharged, just left. The root cause of the agony, gone. Spiritual, spiritual work of God. Holy Spirit comes, power comes. He uses imageries, he uses things to speak to us. How many of you in here at some time or another, ladies specifically, but guys too, but more with this picture, where you'll have a vision of the Lord Going back, you're a little girl dancing in front of him. And suddenly he's healing things in your past. I don't even know how he does that. He just does that. He just grabs you up and hugs you and loves you. And you go, and next thing you know, you're not as grumpy anymore. Love has displaced the work of darkness in your life. Now, Jesus, before he ascended, let's go to uh, Acts 1.8. He said these words, you will, everybody say, receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Okay, the next slide. Receive is the word lambano, to take with the hand, to lay hold of. Uh, any person or thing to use it. So he's saying, I'm going to give you something, you're going to lay hold of it, and you're going to use it. That's what we're doing. You're going to receive this power. You're going to take up a thing, and, be, and it's going to be, you're going to carry it, and you're going to take it upon yourself, and you're going to receive what I'm offering you, and you're not going to refuse or reject it. That's what he's saying. You're going to receive it. You're going to receive it. You're going to lay hold of it. You want it. You desire it. When I give it to you, you'll be glad you got it. What is he giving you? power. Anybody notice this word dunamis, what it looks like? It looks like the word dynamite a little bit, doesn't it? Strength, 
Power, ability, inherent power, power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature on which a person or thing exerts or puts uh, forth power for performing miracles, moral power, excellence of soul. It's just the power of Jesus. It's the power of Jesus. And he says this, when it comes upon you, the word come there, epirkomai, to come upon, to arrive, to overtake it's of the Holy Spirit descending. So here's what happens. Acts 2 verses uh, 1 through 4 says, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven the sound of a mighty rushing wind. It wasn't a, there was no wind, but a sound of a wind. Isn't that something? No wind, but a sound of a wind. And suddenly it says, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And then this wind divides up. And it says, divided tongues of fire. Fire. There, everybody looked like maybe like a Roman candle sitting there. Everybody was lit up. There was fire on everybody's heads. It says, tongues of fire appeared to them and, they, and rested on each of them. They look, look, you got fire on you, you got fire on you. And they were all filled, everybody say, filled with the Holy Spirit. And the first thing that began to happen, it says, they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They begin to speak in other tongues. And here's what happened that day. What happened that day is that there was 15 to, I don't know, different countries represented. They're all coming to celebrate at the day of Pentecost. So you got all these guys from all over the place. And who's up in the upper room but a bunch of Galileans? Country bumpkins. Guys that hung out with Jesus. Oh, they were, they were West Virginians. <laughs> They weren't sophisticated. They were just with Jesus. And this fire comes, and they suddenly like, like, holy moly, wow, the power, the power came on them, and they're like, and they come out of there like, oh my gosh, and they come out of the upper room, and into the streets are going, they're speaking all these languages, there's Macedonian languages, and, and all these, there's 15 or 16 languages, and everybody goes, what is this? I can hear them glorifying God in my language. And then you got the scoffers. <laughs> ah, they're drunk. And you got the people that are amazed. Wow, look at that. What is this? Usually when God does something, you got those two groups. Wow, what is this? Ah, you usually get that. What were you before? When, when you don't know about something, often you're mocking it. You're, running, you're afraid. Oh, that must be the devil. Right? And Peter rises up and says, they're not drunk. The bars aren't open. It's only 9 o'clock. Here's a little part of it. Acts 2, 20, 16. This was what was uttered through the prophet Joel. In the last days I'll pour out my, uh, I, in the last days it shall be, God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Not just those following Jesus. I've seen the Lord so good. He comes on people that don't know Him and then they come to know Him. He just says, you know what? I just love you so much. He just pours His love on people and they're standing there going, God loves me. I, don't, I, don't, I used to be afraid of Him. I thought He was like my dad. I thought He wanted to just dangle me over some fires because I'm so condemned in myself. But He loves me. I thought all He wanted to do was punish me. But He doesn't want to punish me. Because the Spirit's there loving you. Loving you. And that day, out of the 120 guys, they ended up having to go down and 
baptized in the water. And then they came up speaking in tongues. 3,000. That was a long day. And he said these words later. He says, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far off. Everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. So this is what I want to say. When Jesus was talking in the book of Luke, he said something very, very interesting. He says, if you guys, being evil, you dads out there, know how to give good gifts to your own children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit for those who ask? So he guarantees with his own heart's integrity that if you ask for the Holy Spirit, you're not going to get anything else. It's impossible. Father God won't let you get anything else. If you come to Jesus, now here's what happens. When you get baptized in water, it's a man or woman doing a symbolic act, putting you in the water. You're dying in Christ and you're raising out. Now the first baptism is not that one. The first baptism is the Holy Spirit baptizes you into the body of Christ when you receive Jesus. Wow, you, you come to know the Lord. You receive Him. You say, Lord, I give you my life. I believe in my heart that, that God raised you from the dead and I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. And He says, you're saved. That's now. The Holy Spirit goes, Poof, you're baptized into the body. You become a family member. Your name is written in the book of life. You're a citizen of heaven. Your sins are washed away. These things happen. He says, then you go to the water and somebody else puts you in the water. Come up. But now the baptism of the Holy Spirit is different. Now it's Jesus going to do the baptizing. And now he's going to take you and put you under into the Holy Spirit. Isn't that wonderful? He baptizes you in the Holy Spirit. And often how that happens is you just, in fact, I can lead everybody. Here's, here's what happens. First of all, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, verses 1 and 2 and 3 right in there, it says, pursue love earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially may prophesy. He who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks mysteries to himself, and he who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks to God. So what happens is the Holy Spirit begins to prompt when the power comes, when the flow comes, he begins to say, give you some syllables. You go, I got it, you start talking like a baby, gibberish. And then your, your natural man says, you're making that up, you're making that up. And here's what you do. I'm not talking to you, devil. I'm talking to God. That's how you respond to that. I'm not talking to you. And you're just going to crank it on because you've got to be speaking. Because it says, listen, they spoke as the Holy Spirit gave utterance. They couldn't, I thought an angel was going to grab my mouth and move my mouth for me. That didn't happen. He said, no, no, you've got to do the talking, but you can't speak English. What? So you start talking and, they say, and here's what happens. This is the most beautiful thing. Why, why, why tongues? Why another language? Why? Look at this. When he first released the languages, it separated all the nations. This time when he releases language, it unifies us. It brings unity. You're praying, and, and here's the other thing. Like I said, intimacy with God. I pray in tongues so much. In the Bible, one time I read it, it said, Paul said, I pray in tongues more than all of you, and I'm going to go, well, let's see about that. 
Why? Because when I pray in the Spirit, I get there's things inside the Holy Spirit wants me to know. And I could give you hundreds of examples. I pray in the Spirit coming to church. I pray in the Spirit at home. I pray in the Spirit when I get here. I pray in the Spirit. I pray and pray and pray. I pray in tongues all the time. How many of you have ever received a word of knowledge from out of my spirit? See? Why? I pray in the Spirit. It's not just, I just don't do it. I live, I live in the stream as much as I can. Does that make sense? I say, Father God, who do you want to love on the day? Who do you want, how do you want to be a blessing? How do you, what can I do to be part of what you're doing in people's lives? So, I want to ask um, all of you who are baptized in the Holy Spirit, just right now, like a little kind of a, a little holy murmur, just rise up, just kind of like a little, just, just speak, in, speak in your prayer language to the Lord right now. Just fill up the room with a praise and intercession. Would you do that? Just go ahead and pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Just go ahead and do that. Pray in the Spirit. Just a little bit louder. Just go ahead and praise Him. Just, just in your spiritual language. Let just let that fill the room. Fill the room. And some of you, if you want, you just go ahead and lift your hands before the Lord and begin to drink, begin to open up to Him. Let's just shift into that. Praise you, Jesus. Now, as we're here right now, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come upon you right now. If you desire to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, just lift your head and, and, and wave at me. Lift your hand and say, yes, I want to receive. I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So that's you. Go ahead and say that. You do? You do? Okay. Because we're going to have people up here encouraging you. He'll prompt a little funny thought like shanana or something like odowa, whatever. Little thoughts, little syllables. Just say them. Get out of your head. Listen to your spirit. Listen to your spirit. Open up in your spirit to the Lord. Holy Spirit will go, ooh, Jana, something. Just go ahead and say it. Move your mouth. Begin speaking those little syllables. Just so oh, the Spirit's coming on you now. It's coming on. The Spirit of the Lord is resting on you pretty strong now. Just go ahead and say it. Receive it. Receive it, receive it. It sounds like gibberish, really. It just—it doesn't make any sense in your mind. But the more you do it, it starts to sound like actual language. It could be Asian, like It could be any kind, like Arabic or Ukrainian, or it could be a dead language that nobody speaks, but now you're doing it because the Holy Spirit gives it to you. It could be any kind of thing. Just love the Lord now. Love him, love him up out of your spirit. Just love on him. Like a little kid learning how to say daddy. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Just like a little baby spirit. It's like a little kid. Receive it, receive it, receive it. There's more coming into the room. The, the, whew, the Spirit of the Lord is going to come in a stronger way now. Whew, he just helped me see that. Let's receive it. Receive it. Receive it. 
each person who's been baptized in the Spirit, go deeper. Go deeper. Let something pull up out of you. Just go and love the Lord. Long for Him. Long for the Lord. I don't care if you raised your hand and you wanted it or not. The Holy Spirit's wanting it to have release it on you. He wants you to take it. He wants you to take it. He says, take it. Take the power that I released to you. Take the power. Take the power. Take the power. By the way, God's love is His power and His power is His love. And He releases that power and love comes inside of you and releases a river inside of you. River of peace, river of power, river a miracle river, a miracle. Pray, pray, pray. Thank you, Lord. Our church is going into a new season. We're walking into a new season of Jesus touching people in profound ways. We're not going to. We're going to be sane. We're going to be sensitive. We're going to be very sensible. We're only going to do what the Bible teaches. We're not doing anything else. There's not going to be anything crazy. I've been around way too long. I've seen too much. You will be a secure place. I guarantee it. But we want God to move. We've got God to heal. We want God to free people. We want the gifts of the Spirit. And when you receive that tongue, that's the first of nine gifts. And the more you pray in the Spirit, He releases the other gifts. And you begin to receive impressions, words, understanding, quickenings, uh, knowing. You just know stuff. Suddenly you're just aware. You've got the prophetic flows out. Things happen because you're giving yourself over. Because the Holy Spirit says, I want you to uh, be a vessel for me. Lord showed it real simple to me one time. I used to work for a florist. And I used to show up and give people flowers. I didn't pay for them. I just showed up with them. And they just loved me. And the Lord brought that to my mind about a year ago. He said, remember when you did that? I said, yeah. He says, that's what it's like when you bring somebody a word of encouragement. When you bring somebody a touch from me, when you have a prophetic insight, you show up with the flowers. Would you deliver my flowers? Would you be my messenger? Would you be the person? Um, and I, okay, I want you to all do this right quick. Just say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, forgive me right now for every negative word I've spoken about myself, I've spoken about anybody else, wash my tongue clean I want it used for your glory help me now in the name of Jesus I release your goodness and grace inside of me right now now let's praise him in the spirit praise you Lord there you go we lift the hindrance Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. There may be some of you have had this. this is the next part of that other verse that says, young men see visions, young men dream dreams. I bet you there's some little visions popping off in here. 
Isn't this wonderful to be in his presence? Um, 15 people Thursday night and a minimum of six. God did something very special, deep, releasing. This, 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 um, this week it'll be Wednesday night. This is the thing. Come hungry. Come expecting. Come with a specific need. Come with a desire to see Jesus move. Come with a desire to be to to step into the presence of the Lord and be and we'll be a team together and watch God do great things. The Lord knows there are many people with much pain today, and He wants to release. And before we too, we'll dismiss anybody who wants further prayer or further encouragement. My leaders, come on down. And uh, if you want further uh, attention in any way, you come on down front.